thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome, pilots. You're tuned to the guard frequency, and it's all good pilots know when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 226 of the best damn space sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, August 24th, and made available for download Tuesday, August 28th, 2018, over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Ken Shadow. I'm Tony. And I'm Jeff. And in the streams, Henry walks with you, and in the streams, Henry talks to you. Right, Ken Shadow? You know, I think you're right there, Jeff. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak or Facebook.com forward slash GuardFreak. Your feedback's an important part of what we do, so hit us up. Tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you're listening to, you can subscribe to our shows at feeds.guardfrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything Friday nights, then you should come and join us, please, at 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency Live over on twitch.tv forward slash guardfree. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? Well, you can support the show by visiting our website and clicking on that big old Patreon logo and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all our Patreons who support us week after week. We hope you'll consider joining them because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure and check them out over at PriorityOnePodcast.com. And Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern? Right, a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping is done, so let's get to the show. What have we got in store this week, Ken Shadow? In this week's Flight Deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Elite Dangerous, Star Citizen, and (gasps) X-4. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. After that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, where the teams wish they had some floor wax, and or grenades, or actually both, probably. Finally, we open the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach. Checkers green, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. X4 Foundations released a trailer for GamesCon, but it's all in German. So for all we know, they're selling space ponies and cheese powder. Elite Dangerous announced the feature list for the patch you should get the same day you get the show. It's short. The list is short. The process to unlock the gear on the list, well, maybe not so short. In Star Citizen, there's another ship for sale. And a web game to go with the sale. And a free fly weekend to go with the sale and the game. Lurgerant Duck. This is Acrimonious Goose. Solid copy out. All right, so uh, we can start with X4 Foundation, because I know that's the game that Jeff's probably the most excited about on this list. As, as I told Jeff as, as, during the show, the patch, the, the YouTube video uh, was all in German. 
And so obviously what that means is they've sold out to No Man's Sky and Hello Games, and Sean Murray will be taking over development. Uh, that's, that's the translation I heard. Which of, sure course, uh, which, of course, means that you news. need to go back to German school because that's not at all. Uh, oh, that's oh, not at well, all is, what was said. It is a little rusty. Yeah. I didn't have German. To, I didn't have a, a, our German speaker, Lenin, to help me out with that. Yeah. Well, but uh, <clears throat> it was funny yeah. watching Jeff try to find evidence that that was true. Have you told him that's what the German translation said? I don't think that's what they're saying. I don't think that's what they're saying. It was funny. I did play a little bit of a prank on Jeff. It it was... Only took him 42 minutes to figure it out. It was cool. It wasn't 42 minutes. Oh, my God. like four minutes. I mean, like, I've been with... Okay, okay, okay. For a solid half hour was him crying. And then it was about 12 (laughs) minutes. Yeah, so you can't count that. So he got it figured out in 12 minutes. Uh, After the understandable breakdown. Okay. Um, Okay. And then next to Brian, there's Henry. Dude, I'm on the top of the list. I'm putting you all on the list. Hey, I'm defending you, Jeff. You're on the list. (laughs) He doesn't care. You're still on the list. Speaking of lists, there is a list of what I believe is a much more reliable translation than my amateurish attempt there. So we do have some confirmed. Uh, uh, features, shall we say. There will be exploring and mining. Every ship can be equipped to mine. That'll be good news for Shiv. Uh, he'll like that. Uh, there will also be sh- special mining ships available. So you've got it both ways, really. So that's that's the Shiv will be very happy about that. And uh, there something that I think might be a departure from past X Games, and Jeff, you can correct me if I'm wrong. There's not going to be a main story. There's not going to be a narrative sort of yeah, that is a departure from from past game. There's always been a, some type of mission goal uh, or game goal, I should say, not not just um, necessarily a mission goal. And I and I I'm gonna see. I'm I'm kind of curious how this is gonna play out because most single player non you know multiplayer games uh, usually have some kind of mission story driven content to them. So. Either they're getting lazy or they think this is going to be uh, worthwhile. Well, I, I see in there at least twice the word procedural. And I'm looking again, that's three times. There's procedural uh, mining locations, procedural adapting stories, which we've seen before, like a, in Star Trek Online many right. years ago, their not so successful Genesis system, yep. which had you hunting down uh, relics from the third Borg dynasty. <laughs> um, you know, which didn't make a whole hell of a lot of Doesn't sense. Exist, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so I mean, but I, it, it seems to me like it. it I don't know if laziness is going to be it, but you know, repeatable content. You know, the ability to to generate lots of content with little effort, so people don't get bored of the game. They do say one of the storylines that you'll be following or can follow is about building a headquarters. So there's that. Uh, that, I mean, so they're going to have that's something that you as a player will work on personally, but it won't be it won't be a story about characters doing things. It's about you doing something in, in, in the story, I guess. That makes no sense to not put a story. in. It's like they took the weirdest part about Elite and we're like, oh, let's cram that into X4. They're, people don't need a narrative of any kind. That doesn't make well, any sense. <clears throat> you know, it's it's funny because I've never really. Well, I did complete X2, uh, but most of the time. Most of the time, uh, you're mostly involved in empire building. You know, you're you're building up your 
industries and your um, um, manufacturing locations and building up your fleet and making trade runs and really just becoming the richest asshole in the in, the, in galactic space. And that's a great mode to play in. But I think a narrative drives for the more uh, for the for the player that's not going to experiment and figure out all the ins and outs of all the little systems in the game. A narrative drives them through those systems and shows them yeah, how to no, use I, that. I, I, and I more agree. than a tutorial, you know, it's it's like a way to just keep you going. Something you can revisit after you've been doing the sandbox thing for a while. That's important in a lot of games. I, I don't know, like, my, my small experience with X Games is they have been very unfriendly to new users. Oh, maybe, sure. Maybe the, you know, you hop in and, like, uh, at least my experience with a couple... I never got X Rebirth, but I, I played a bit of X3. And you hop in and you're like... What am I supposed to be doing, right? It was, it, it's, it's, it's completely aimless, and I guess until you find the hooks that you're supposed to find, right? I didn't find that in the very first X game because they held your hand through the opening of that. Yeah, game. they did, no, and X3, I really enjoyed that game. That was a great game. X two was kind of the same too. X two was was pretty pretty uh, good. Um, one of the things I've always liked about the X games and EgoSoft in particular is that their games have always been um, moddable. So or scriptable. I mean, you can you can. Uh, I mean, there's a huge community function out there that, you know, you can pretty much script it the way you want it to play it. So um, a lot of content and a lot of different changes to the way the game functions has always been highly available throughout most of the X series. However, I'm not. I've been scanning the forums and I haven't heard much talk about if that's going to be allowable in X4 or not. That's like a backbone uh, for the X series though now. Yeah. I mean it really became like their their mod community and their scripters and that stuff that's what drove those earlier F X games I think. Yeah. You know yeah, I can't huge, see them abandoning huge, that. Yeah huge libraries and, and a lot of people involved and yeah it's been, it's been a great I you know I, that's one thing I like about that particular single player game it's like you know i don't like the way the ship turns okay well i'll script it and make it make it turn like a like a little um small fighter and not that it's realistic but you know when you see a capital ship on there turn on a dime <laughs> you know it's like wow <clears throat> not realistic but wow <laughs> well we will find out uh, dates and prices soon, TM, but sometime in 2018 is their announcement uh, as of this point. Um, the the release will be a few months after the announcement, but apparently should come before the end of the year. So fingers crossed, and we'll see if that actually takes shape. So next up on the list here would be the Elite Dangerous patch, which we got a, not a patch list or a patch note, but we did get a feature list. We got a list of the things that are, are planned to be released uh, uh, as of the, the day you get this show, probably, August 28th. Um, so, right off the top, there we have... Um, hey, hey, Henry, you were right. It's it, uh, it, I'm not saying it was Guardians, but it's Guardians. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely... Yeah, we didn't see that coming. It's a big uh, yeah. beacon they've announced. Those things are a beacon. Right, right. And it looks like they're going to be set up the same way the derelict generation ships are. There will be points on the beacon that you'll have to scan and some sort of puzzle to put together to unlock the next bit of the narrative. And when you do that, and if you do it enough, and if you go to the right place that the 
beacon tells you to go to, you can apparently unlock the next fun little bit, which are fighters, guardian fighters. And if you uh, are paying attention to the Elite channels, you can see a uh, little uh, teaser video that shows uh, three different fighters being launched, and they look pretty spiffy. But there will be a process by which to unlock those. So they look like have fun. Floaty Protoss tech, right? Exactly. Very, they're very glowy, much like the Protoss. They're very floaty, much like the Protoss. Um, I don't know if you have to build any pylons to get there, but scanning the beacon, I think, would be a you know an analogous thing that you gotta have to. You're gonna have to. Do. Uh, you know, it, it should um, be do additional mini games. Do additional mini game. Do additional mini game. I think they should have that voiceover in exactly. there. It should just come out of your cockpit. Like they're gonna come out of your cockpit speakers every once in a while. Insufficient blueprints. <laughs> yeah, I think that should definitely be a thing. But if you do that, then uh, and you get your your fighters all done, then what you need to do is you need to take a trip to Colonia. But you can't go to Colonia right away because the reason you want to go to Colonia is because there's going to be new engineers out there. But in order to unlock the new engineers in Colonia. First, you have to unlock the old engineers in the bubble. Not all of them. You just have to have contact Not with one of, of, like, four of them. It ain't more than contact, because typically the way the engineers work is that you have to get to, like, grade three or grade four with an engineer, and then they say, hey, we're pals now, so I'm going to give you an intro to this other engineer that's also, you know, down the block, and then you got to give him a shipment of special Lipton tea or whatever. And then he lets you craft stuff there. And then he says, hey, go fly out to the Pleiades sector and you can hang with Professor What's-His-Face there and he'll give you good engines. So there's there's a process you got to go through to, to unlock these engineers. The four that are on this list, I think, are Felicity Farseer, Elvira Martuk, The Dweller, Liz Rider 05, Todd, The Blaster, McQuinn, which, <laughs> you know, he's got the best nickname, really. I don't necessarily want to know how he got that nickname. I'm not going to ask, but it's I think there's some. X4. I think there's some. Yeah, <laughs> I well, think there's some it, lore it, there to be explored. It's so it's so smacks of Eve. It's just unbelievable. Well, you know, it's everyone's stealing from Eve, right? It's cool to steal from Eve. Everybody does it. So, uh, uh, so, but anyway, you've got to unlock. You've got to get to a certain grade of these engineers before the Colonia engineers will unlock. But wait, there's more. When you get to Colonia and you get to these new engineers, their uh, upgrade abilities are not all the way unlocked. It's not like you can show up with your materials and then go through their engineer progressions like you do in the bubble. Oh, no, 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 no. The community has to unlock the grades, the higher grades of engineers. So until enough people have upgraded their stuff with the Colonia engineers, you'll only be able to get grade one there. As the community contributes more materials to those engineers, then the engineers themselves will make available the higher grade stuff. So are they going to build out more of the area around Colonia to make kind of a second bubble eventually? That's what's they, happening. Yeah, they have yeah. been. Yeah, they have. There's been. a nice cluster of systems that are habited out, inhabited out there now. It's getting it's getting denser. Yeah, one of the uh, we we did a GPR story a few weeks ago about a some in-game billionaire who was who underwrote a bunch of shipyards out there. Not having shipyards in Colonia was a problem. Uh, and for, for the original settlement purposes, it was kind of like, we're not going to put shipyards out there because then people can just fly out there in their high jump range ship and then have their big gunship shipped in, right? They can use the transport system to just, you know, fly that ship out Yeah, for out like there. a billion. Super expensive. A billion credits. Yeah, well, 
Some people got lots of money in this game and they got nothing better to spend it yeah, on. Yeah, Tony so could do that. I can't lot. do that. <laughs> I, if I sold almost all my ships, yes, I could do that. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, 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 I'm I am a, I am a space billionaire and elite, but it's mine. Mine's tied up in assets. I don't have a lot, I don't have a, much liquid laying around. Um, He's the elite but one yeah, percent. So, <laughs> I am tied up in assets. I'm gonna go ahead and admit that. I'm gonna go ahead and admit that. But so, but yeah, but the the grind for it's not it's a, it's not even just a grind for you personally. The community itself has to unlock uh, those higher engineer levels. I'm not too worried about that because typically there's some there's dedicated groups out there and they burn through those uh, levels pretty quick. So I imagine they'll probably be unlocked in relatively short order. But it does seem to be the name of the game for this release is Gate It. <laughs> Time currency. It that's you know? true. Even the fighters have to be unlocked through yeah. uh, Ramta. He's going to engineer them, yeah. so you have to unlock them. So everything's an unlock. Speaking of the fighters, is it odd that none of the parts are attached? Yeah, it's the Guardian aesthetic. I right? guess I haven't seen the Guardians with a bunch of unattached things. I just wonder what happens when they blow a breaker or when they lose power on a ship with a bunch of unattached parts. Do your engines float away? Yeah, probably. But these are fighters, and they're like candy. You know, you, you blow up, you, you you build another one. Your pilot's not even there. He's telepresence, right? It's like it's a he's, he's like he just he, he puts another quarter in the machine and another one drops out. You know, it's just looking at things like, like that. I can kind of understand why the guardians aren't around anymore. And I wonder if we should be following their yeah. design uh, paradigms when they are no longer here, because their engines float away when they blow a breaker. So that's all. <laughs> Somebody. I did see I did see a Reddit thread out there, and some guy was like, "No, no, no, man. See, we have." We have 50 Tesla magnets on Earth right now, and if you combine supercooled and room temperature magnets, you could theoretically get up to 100 Tesla, and the mass of the engine is thus, and the mass of the cockpit is thus. I'm just like, wow, man, that, okay, but this is a space game. That, I mean, I'm glad you've solved the warp equation for it, but let's just fly the thing and, and blow them up, and they'll blow up a lot because they're squishy. Uh, the, the guy said, the, the, the uh, developer said that the whole was the weak point. It's got good shields and got good maneuverability, but uh, they're not going to be sturdy. We haven't seen the cockpit for those, have we? I wonder what that's going to look like inside. Oh, yeah, that'd probably be cool. I forgot about that. You could actually, you could telepresence in yourself into there. I wonder if the, holy crap, I wonder if the UI is not going to be holy orange. Holy crap. I don't know. <laughs> that is, that would be. That'd be great. That would be a significant departure, a significant development for the Elite Dangerous World to have a non-orange Heads up to I'll bet you it would be exactly that because they let people mod that. There's like a UI or a, a yeah, hack you can do that mods that. And the last time they did something that broke that, it made everybody mad. When they made the colored pictures for all the people that are in your contacts list and missions, a lot of that broke some of the customization people were doing. I can't see them uh, yeah. throwing in one that's going to be like more variables you have to put into your file. I don't know. I doubt. I doubt it. I really doubt it would be anything but orange. Because you got to figure they do th love that, that cockpit's still built by humans. It's still uh, a Terran cockpit. Sure. So sure. maybe we'll have some you know weird blue guardian cockpit, but I doubt it. Probably not. They do love that orange over there over there in the league. Unfortunately, and I read recently, I read recently that blue light actually uh, destroys a chemical in your eyes. It's called a, a chemical called retinol. If you get a lot of blue light mm -hmm. in your eyes, it, it actually destroys it and causes macular degeneration. Wow. So when you get old, it makes you blind. Wow. Yeah. So thanks, Elite, for making me look at orange screens all day, not blue ones. Way to be, making me not blind when I'm old. Thanks, man. 
Also, we're going to get a whole bunch of new weapons. Large missiles, large torpedoes, large multi-cannon turrets. Hello. That one is, uh, that was on a wish list for a lot of people uh, for a long time. Um, and also some small shot cannons and small guardian versions of weapons, which I'm not sure people were clamoring for, but it does round out the... Uh, the load out there. So. If they would get rid of the limit on how many guardian weapons you could mount, those small ones would be a lot more Please. useful. It makes no sense to limit them. Please. If you want to limit them, don't put an artificial limit on it. Make them really power hungry so you can only run so many yeah. or something. So you could work with it. But they, they just make it right. so you can only mount four, which sounds so artificial. Well, it's the union. As we no, know. it's just another Whenever one of those reasons sort of Guardians aren't around. They don't attach their engines to their ships, <laughs> and they're like, no, no, we only put four guns on a ship. You don't put more than that. It's the rules. It's the and somehow And somehow this reverse-engineered tech, that rule comes through, and the humans can't figure out how to get I, around. I can yeah. see the conversation between two Guardians. So, I don't know, man. We need, like, more firepower. I know, but there's already four guns there, man. Guess we're done. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're done. That's they're it. Like, well, we can either have more guns... Or the wings can float away from the body. Which one do you think is better? Oh, done. Floating <laughs> wings. Right. Floating right. wings. We, we can't put any more guns on the body. We'll have to start mounting them on the wings. And you know what happens when a breaker fails. Yeah. You know that. I mean, you know, right? That gun's going to float away with your engine. So you'll have no engines and no guns. The, what Smart it is, ass. they use all That's their what, yeah. power for the floating wings and just have nothing left. <laughs> I This... This is a great conversation. I'm loving having it, but I got but I got to say, I think my union explanation is a lot simpler. I mean, I think the Pilots Federation just says you only you can only have four, and you know that that's and that, that's we accept that. whatever the Pilots Federation says, obviously, because they say you obviously. can't go to these permit locked systems because we just locked them out. Sorry, there's not going to be an explanation right. as to why, but you can't do it, and we just accept that too. We're like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's that's we're, we're good with it. that. We're not like. You know, rebellious, independent pilots that do whatever we want. No, we're we're serving our corporate masters. That's what bah. we do. That is exactly bah. right. Or else sheep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple! Wake up, sheeple! The Thargoids are coming to eat your brains! Speaking of eating your brains, let's talk Star Citizen. Was that a good segue? Was that smooth? Did everybody like that? No? No? Was it smooth? Nobody liked that one? Alright. That was, that was cheap. It was a cheap. It was a cheap and obvious shot, wasn't it? I, I don't. I don't really get. You trying no. to get how it's related? Is are you saying that Star Citizen's dead and walking around like a zombie? No, I just that wanted to say a lot of listeners, brains. man. We get so much mail. Everybody loves Tony. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. When I make people mad, the downloads shoot up. Let me tell you. I, I just I watch the downloads just for fun. I mean, if if six people listen to us, I'd still hang out with my friends on a Friday night and make a podcast, but. When I make people mad, a lot of people. Yeah, we get like seven. I'll tell you that right. Sometimes eight. Like, like (laughs) no, I need like my toes. I need like my toes to count how many listeners we have at that point. It's a lot. It's a lot when I when we get uh, when that happens. All right. Well, anyways, let's let's talk about Star Citizen. There's a little bit. There's a little bit of Gamescom news. uh, Things that come out of Gamescom, I guess. Gamescom circa near, I guess maybe. Uh, They got another ship out for sale. Another game with the ship. And they're going to let people fly for free this weekend. Crusader Mercury. Have you guys looked at the the pictures of the Crusader Mercury? It's very. Uh, it, it is. It is. They did. They put it a ship shape today, and they explicitly said, "You know what? We're not. This is. They're not going to beat around the bush. We were inspired by the Millennium Falcon, and so the <laughs> the the asymmetric design is explicitly an homage to to the Millennium Falcon. It is a smuggler ship." But uh, they showed the inside also on on ship shape. It's, it's really neat. It looks like a 
weird clean roomy thing. What's it called um, again? I want to look it up. It's called the Crusader Mercury. This is how you do an homage. Like they wanted to do an homage to uh, the uh, Millennium Falcon and do it off center, you know, make it asymmetrical because it's the smuggling ship. And I think that's cool. It doesn't look anything like the Millennium Falcon at all, but it does it, it have has, that like shout out yeah. to them. And I think it has, that's great. It has that's the so off different. center and it has the notch. Right, but that's the only yeah, part and of the, that's the only only thing it has. It doesn't have the rest of the shape at all. Yeah, and that's the the way you do that. Like when we were talking about how they copy ships, maybe or not really copy, but they look similar in different um, games. And then they had the Destiny thing that we talked about for a while. This is the way to do it. This is totally different. This is the way to do that. I think. I think it's great. It's a it's a smuggler ship fits that role, and it fits you know the the off center thing. It's just it's the way you do an homage. One of the cool things they mentioned on ship shape is that there are the the whole ship has a ventilation system, and that um, this is a smuggler ship, right? So the entrances to the ventilation system are all hidden. Like in order to get into it, like you have to go to a table and press a certain button, and the table, you know, uh, sucks into the floor and opens up the ventilation system. They said you can use it for FPS gameplay, where if you get bored, you can run on the ventilation system and hide or. Or you can pop up behind your enemies and things like that. That's but the awesome. Idea, the idea is this is a smuggler ship. It's like an info runner slash smuggler ship, and so it has a significant amount of cargo room. It's like more than a more than a hull A. Uh, I can't remember what the number is. It might be closer to a hull B. But the um, I guess the, uh, the what one of the inferences here is you potentially hide cargo in the in, in these tunnels in the ship, and you're in that was that would be also not seen by scanners it also has like this huge data core in it and so um it doesn't collect data as fast as the as the drake herald but it collects a lot more data so if you're going to do info running and you could carry a whole lot more data but you're not going to be nearly as fast or if you're going to go hack somebody and sit there and listen to comms uh, you're not going to it's going to take you a long time to, to to get the data and it's going to take a long time to finish it, but when you go to sell it, it'll be you have quite a lot of it. I like that it's asymmetrical and it's still kind of symmetrical. You know what I mean? Like I look at it's it, it's just and the center that's asymmetrical. Yeah, right? it's neat. It's got this it, the profile. Like just looking at the outline of the ship, it is symmetrical, which is awesome because I feel like it's not lopsided still, even though it's got some some differences. Um, it's really a neat design, I think. That's really cool. There's even uh, online. I'm looking at a picture that shows the interior somebody like mm-hmm. mapped out that's really cool yeah it's probably from the video yeah it's it's a, yeah it's a i like the aesthetic as well yeah that's great and so tony was mentioning the 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 game they've got going on right now right the in the forums there's a, a sub th- a sub forum area thing where threads are being posted um and it's all in universe like like uh police bulletins basically like uh citizens watch kind of police bulletins and they're all in reference to characters from a short story that they've been doing they've a serialized short story that they've been talking about and in the serialized short story they have this ship and they've they've basically stolen a bunch of data uh, it's more complicated than that but it's basically the, the the story and um they're running around away from the 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 authorities and so you can um if you watch the threads they'll say where they are roughly, and you can go on the star map and try and find them. And if you find them, then you can take the coordinates and enter in a separate web page, and you get a forum badge and a ship skin. And so that's kind of neat. I like that it's called Belligerent Duck. 
That's my favorite part. The characters are very roguish in the story. As as I think they need to be chased by the acrimonious goose. That's what I think. That's 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 I think that the, the counterpart ship uh, to the belligerent duck. But uh, it, it but that's just me. You know, this is how the acrimonious this, goose has to uh, die when it uh, the pilot tries to eject. So. Oh, well, it's that long neck thing. It's got a problem with that. It's a design flaw. It, it's true. You want some weird news I came across this week that that I found really just bizarre? Well, yeah, what's going on in No Man's Sky, Jeff? Yeah, tell us. No Man's Sky. It's clearly so you know no Man's who, Sky. Uh, cl- uh, the, the manufacturer in Russia, Russia that makes the AK-47, right? Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. No, it's Steven Seagal. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Steven yeah. Seagal. Yeah. Right. Cla- Steven Cla- Seagal. Yeah. Cla- Steven Seagal. Yeah. Uh, Kalashnikov <laughs> or whatever. It's, they are uh-huh. they are making a retro 1970s style hatchback that's going to contend with the Tesla. Hmm. <laughs> okay. That's weird. This is true. This is true. You can look it up. That was the weirdest bit of news I heard all week. It was just like bizarre. (laughs) Well, Elon Musk has gone crazy. So uh, this is this this makes perfect sense to me. In the world that we live in today, the machine gun of Russia will make an electric car. This this is why did we not see this? (laughs) Why did we not see this coming? It's the obvious uh, progression for that company. Yeah, clearly, clearly. And now that we're all caught up on Space Sim News, let's get caught up on Space News with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NC. I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. Worshippers of the Far God are disappearing without explanation. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Spencer. The Federal Intelligence Agency announced the unexplained disappearance of large numbers of suspected members of the Far God cult. Senior Agent Michael Whitefield told GPR, quote, on several occasions, our agents have entered hive chapels only to discover them completely empty. Intelligence from independent systems describes how entire chapters of the sect have disappeared overnight. End quote. The official explanation is that the worshippers are, quote, attempting to return to normal life. End quote. However, this explanation has not convinced many people. For example, Dr. Jamila Griffin of the Galactic Interfaith Commune believes that the, quote, relentless persecution, end quote, by federal authorities may have driven the worshippers underground. And outspoken conspiracy theorist Juanita Bishop believes the disappearances are part of a coordinated move to support the Thargoid invasion. Also, she continues to advocate for extreme measures against the adherence to this fringe faith, stating, quote, arresting them isn't enough. We need a more permanent solution for these traitors, end quote. Federal officials haven't given up the chase, urging anyone with information to contact authorities immediately for further action. Are the cultists going underground to escape religious persecution? Are they reporting back to their insectoid overlords? Or are they trolling conspiracy theorists with a galactic game of hide-and-seek? From Mars Orbit in the Soul System, for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. Federal Congresswoman Isolde Rochester announced at the wedding of Princess Aisling Duval and her son, Ambassador Jordan Rochester, has been canceled. 
In a brief statement, the congresswoman stated, quote, We have contacted everyone involved with the event and closed down all related projects, end quote. The Imperial Palace on Emerald confirmed the statement, but requests for comments from the princess and the ambassador have gone unanswered. The abrupt cancellation gives new life to claims by anti-slavery campaigner Gerald Torito that he and Aisling Duval were romantically involved prior to her engagement to Ambassador Rochester. The announcement, being made by federal officials instead of the couple, also gives weight to Torito's claims that the marriage was purely a political stunt. Political journalist Cassia Cavallo of the Imperial Herald commented, Quote, if the marriage was a political scheme, that may explain why Rochester family's matriarch is the one to call it off, no longer trusting Princess Duval to play her part, end quote. Finally, journalists with the Mars Tribune exposed deep corruption in the federal government. Congressman Morgan Unwin facilitated the trafficking of enormous quantities of drugs for the Red Family Cartel, partly to pay off the excessive debts and partly to feed his own addiction. The congressman's ties to the criminal organization go back nearly a decade. Mr. Unwin was arrested by Federal Security Service and an impeachment resolution has been introduced in Congress. The Congressional Public Affairs Office released an official statement saying, quote, we are indebted to the Mars Tribune for uncovering a criminal conspiracy that might have otherwise have continued undetected. This highlights the value of investigative journalism to the Federation. End quote. Individual members of Congress, as well as President Hudson's office, referred GPR to this statement when asked for comment. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McNunn. Good night. He's gonna come charging out of the hallway. The first person he sees is Adira, and he's Can gonna I trip take him? a shot. You may not. Uh, so he is gonna take a shot at Adira. Uh, well, yeah, he rolls a nine uh, plus three to hit as a twelve. Yeah, so he's uh, he's gonna try to uh, put a bunch of holes so, in Adira. So can I use my karma ability? What is your karma Duck? ability? Gain a plus two bonus to your defense against an attack that would hit you. Um. Well, let's see if that makes a difference. Uh, might not uh, make one. He rolled. Yeah, because he rolled a nine and he gets a plus three to his. That's a twelve. The defensive range on a submachine gun uh, is Justin said it was a three. So yeah. Um, nope. Not you're not. Uh, you're you're looking. You look at it. It won't help at this at this okay. stage. Um, it won't even it won't even reduce the burst damage. It won't even reduce the okay. burst damage. Uh, so don't yeah, worry. There's some to... wax in the Roomba down the hall. We'll get you fixed right up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. So he had a yeah, submachine gun too. He's got a submachine gun as well. Goodness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just be thankful there's no dogs. <laughs>
I am. I, so, 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 I, 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 I do, I do recall, I do recall that uh, the dog almost ate you guys. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. We're gonna say that he wasn't keeping good track of his ammo. That's better. So take, yeah, take nineteen, take nineteen. Okay, it's still uh, points. Yeah, take nineteen points of endurance damage as he expected a lot more bullets to come out of his gun, but they did not. Does he get anything for rolling a ten? Uh, that's ten damage. It's not that's ten as damage. Good, because that would suck bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't a to hit roll or anything like that. So, although when I roll a nine on a weapons check at point blank range, there's really not a lot you can do yeah. about that. That's yeah. So I, I so because 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 I don't want to. I really don't want to kill you. I went ahead and just said, yeah, you ran out of ammo. You ran out of ammo part way through his, his shot. So you have so. one hit point left. No, I've got she eleven. Yeah, she's. Oh, like, you're good. You're all she's, set. She's tough, yeah. I think, right? You got the tough. Yep. So, all right. So, uh, that's that'll do it for Ball Cap. And he's sitting out there in the middle of everything because uh, he's. I'm tough, but I only have 25. But He's really surprised that his gun didn't kill you. And he's now just sort of realizing that his ammo ran out and is kind of dumbstruck and is just standing there. We should all. all right. Everybody should have 25 right now. And if you have tough, you should have. You should be at 30. Max. I don't. Yep. S- I'm stupid. I don't see that's mine. Leveling, or that—that that was from the level. Oh, okay. Yeah, you get. Yeah, you get five points for leveling. Five points for leveling. All right. So that'll do it for uh, for ball cap, and so we're back up at the top of the order, and that's Adira, who just got riddled full of holes. Finish him. <laughs> that, oh wait. Oh wait. Did, oh, actually, did, what kind of armor did you have? Uh, yeah, I had I a reflect vest. I, I was. Okay. I was just thinking to myself, man, why didn't he have an yeah. energy weapon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, all right. So the only guy, uh, so uh, Adira, you got, you have a bad guy basically in front of you. Uh, he's not, he's not quite at point blank range because you back down the hallway a little bit, and that's good because at point blank range, um, you could, you wouldn't be able to shoot him. He'd have a, he'd have a chance to do something to you yeah. first. You get into sort of a fisticuffs thing. So um, feel free to take a poke. I at him. am okay. So. Shoot back. That was a five. Darn. <laughs> uh, well, but I think your short range is... My short range is uh, a difficulty of four. Four, and he has a dodge of two. That's six. Uh, but you get a five plus... Uh... No, that's... She you know. rolled a two. She rolled yeah. a three. Oh, she only rolled I rolled a two, a two oh. plus three, yes. Yeah, we yeah. add our bonuses to the roll. Yeah. Unlike some people. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Yeah, because you guys have a character sheet where I have an entry in a PDF. Okay, I got it. Right. Yeah, right. we could put you know plus right. two or whatever. But. Yes. Okay. So uh, yeah, Adira got rolled a two uh, with her bonus of, of three. You only got a five, which is uh, unfortunately does miss. And and Red Barnes has a oh sh- moment as the laser bolt flies past his head. But you forgive Adira because she just got riddled full of holes not too long ago. Um, you have your movement if you want to do something, or what would you like to do? Yeah, I'm going to try to scurry back down the hallway a little bit. All right, so you're going to... As I curse under my breath in my street slang. Kind of... So I'm yeah. next, right? Yeah, you're going to kind of... Du- you kind of duck back around Ken Shadow. Yeah, all right. Well, and, I just, we'll put some, some movie cinematics on this. I say, get behind me as I swing my gun around, you know, <laughs> as she's trying to scurry out of the way, bleeding, bleeding body out of the way. Actually, then, actually, actually, you are next uh, on the on the player time, but Cowboy, Cowboy gets to go. But, uh, and he saw, he saw what's-his-nuts tra- uh, charge out there, you know, uh, 
you know, all all crazy, and he's like, yeah, I want to get me some of that action. Uh, he... I forgot to give him his laser gun. So he... Cowboy runs out in true cowboy fashion. And he pushes this guy over. Uh, and Serves him right. Sees Ale in the doorway and takes a shot at Ale. Uh, but he's short on bullets too, right? He has a laser gun. Bullets aren't a problem for him. You suck oh. so bad. <laughs> nine, nine plus three uh, is a twelve. I don't think you're getting out of that one, my friend. But I'm behind the hallway thing. Well, and you, <laughs> and I think you have a reflex vest, don't you? Yeah. Okay, sure. so you add. <laughs> I don't know where it is or what the check, stats check your, are. Check your equipment. Check your equipment. It's I know a, that's what I'm wearing, but I don't know what. Yeah, the I think it's a plus is. three. Yeah, is it a plus three, three or plus five. I have three in description. That's all I okay. know. So. Yeah, three. So you get at you. So you get a three. The short range difficulty on the laser is a. Uh, help me out. Remind me. Is it a, is it a four? Yeah. Short range difficulty on laser is a yes. four. So that's seven. Oh, seven. You're not getting close to twelve. Sorry. Um, but uh, oh, is it is it armor or is it, you ignore the first three points? I guess you ignore the it first. It ignores three damage. Points. I believe. I the ignores damage. Three. Yeah, reduces energy damage by three. Ah, okay. So it's not. It doesn't make you make a miss. It just uh, you only take five points of damage from the laser shot. Yay! Close. Now I don't see anything that says hit points. This is endurance. I forget. Endurance. Yeah, that's endurance. what I thought. All right, so I'm at twenty now. You should be at twenty. Yep. Which is yep. lame. Lame. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, so that'll do it for cowboy. So uh, now cowboy is between me and ball cap, right? Cowboy. Uh, he cowboy has knocked ball cap over, sort of into the wall. Oh, uh, I see. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you got. You got. You have an uninjured cowboy and a slightly toasted. Uh, Can I sweep both of them with my auto pistol? Um, you roll a natural ten. I'll let you. I'll let you split your dice. Actually, it. Uh, hang on a minute. Sub, actually, submachine. No, that's a special property of some of of specific weapons. If you have like the beam laser. Or I think the chain gun or something like okay. that. You can do a you so, can do a room sweep. Meta here, ball cap looks disadvantaged in that he's not going to be able to. He's not very combat effective on the ground, right? Uh, and his ammo is empty. And yeah, and yeah, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have to reload. He's on the ground and he's already been toasted once. You can still kind of see a smoking hole in the side of his face. But um, I, I'm, from, I'm, I guess my point is, is oh, I got his face. More of a more of a present threat for me, right? Uh, he he is he is uninjured and waving a laser pistol around like a maniac. All right, I'm gonna shoot at cowboy, I guess. Okay. I got an eight. Uh, eight, uh, cowboy. Uh, what's your short range? Five. Uh, okay, you you just you you just make it. He has a dodge of three. Okay, so no burst damage. Uh, no burst damage, but you do get to do a one d ten. All right. Damn it. Okay, so he's 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 crazy man. He's wacky, waving on inflatable and tube uh, inflatable tube man. Okay, and so he's hard to get a beat on. But you do wing him. Uh, he does. He does take two points of damage. All right, I got a question on ammo for these things. So uh, I got some clips and stuff, but does it take time mm-hmm. to swap this stuff out? Uh, it do, it is it does take time to reload. It uh, basically takes a turn to reload. So you're kind of you're you're sitting out a turn while you reload it. Okay. So That's, if I so I guess normally an auto pistol or a submachine gun has an ammo of two, right? Is that two shots? Your, yeah, you basically have you can you can take two you can take two shots. I think auto pistols have three usually, but your yours burns through bullets faster. Okay, so if I just can I just switch to my other auto pistol? 
without to, without reloading on the next turn? Or was that? Uh, also yeah, taken? yeah. Is is that loaded? Yeah, yeah. It's loaded. yeah I, I, it's a one, I have them both yeah. on me. It's just yeah. You you can you can draw and fire a one handed weapon on the same turn under these rules. Uh, you can you have to you you can't draw and fire a two handed weapon on the same turn uh, on this. So Shiv. If Shiv had, uh, you guys are all walked in with your weapons out and ready, so Shiv didn't have to worry about taking a round to draw his gun. Uh, but, you know, so one-handed, draw and fire on the same turn, two-handed, draw one turn, fire on the next turn. Okay. Okay. All right. So, yeah, if, if yeah, if on the next turn, if you want to drop your NG-75 on the floor and draw your other one, that's fine. Okay. Assuming everybody survives the next one. All right, so but uh, so we got we got cowboy. He's done. Kin Shadow. He's done. Uh, Mr. Romulan Ale. It is your turn, sir. All right, so there are two guys left. So which one has the lower health? Can I tell? Because they're both shot a little. They're both shot a little. There's one guy that's on the floor looking a little more. He's looking. I mean, he's got a, he's got a smoking hole in his face. The other right. dude just got winged by by Kin Shadow. I would like to shoot the dude with the hole in his face. He's on the floor, but he's still in a position to attack us in the next round, right? Like he's not incapacitated um, or anything like that. No, he's, he's out. He, he'll be able to get out, but but you you observed that he observed him looking at his gun weird, and everyone can conclude that his his ammo's out. He's he's okay. So we need to fight the other dude. So we're gonna shoot the cowboy. You gonna shoot cowboy? All right, shoot yeah. cowboy hat. Energy weapons. I roll a seven. Uh, so and the short range on energy weapon is a what? Four. Four, uh, that just, yeah, you just hit him, so he'll take eight points of damage. Good job. Good for him. Enjoy that, sir. He he does not. He did not enjoy that at all. I want you to rest assured that that is the case. And uh, I stepped right. way back into the hallway because that's the point of being in the corridor that I was in so that I wouldn't get shot in, in the face for five points again. In, so you, you kind of, you move back deep. Yeah, I'm the back hallway. there because I'm like okay. running back and forth a little bit. Okay, all right, so you're back into the... You're back. You're 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 no longer covering down the hall, but uh, you're you're back keeping the room. Okay, that'll take us to Mr. Barnes. I'm gonna unload on this cow dude. All right, give me a roll. Boom! Natural ten. Uh, if you feel like rolling damage because you want to know the numbers, I'll let you. But that's a, that's a Swiss that's a that's a Swiss cheese number. If you feel like rolling, so I can. Yeah, that's get full both burst. guys. Uh oh. I did. I did tell Kinshad. Well, but Kinshad has the fancy gun. But I have a yeah, submachine gun. gun he has a submachine gun. Uh, you know what? Because the other fla- dude is just on the floor flavor. and not able to you know fight. What? Can you know we question rule, him? Rule, rule of cool and flavor. I want you to roll your four d ten, and you can split it between the two. Go ahead. Oh, oh Jesus uh. Christ! Do you really want to split it though? Because I mean, the one dude that's on the floor can't shoot. He's got to reload. He's injured. Can't we? Well, now that I rolled two one to seven and two, I don't. Yeah, want to yeah, split yeah, it. Now, yeah. Too late. It's kind of too late. It's kind of too late. So so wacky wave. So wacky waving inflatable tube arm man again is wacky and inflatable and waving his arms and hard to get a beat on. So we're going to give him the two points of damage there. No. Uh, yeah, fine. yeah. That's what that's what we're going to do. I, I thought you meant split the damage like. One gets half the damage, one gets the other half. The That's damage. what I thought. I, I would that, I would have done that too, except number one, you rolled an odd number, so there's no even way to split it out. And number two, it's more fun this way. Because for, wacky, yeah, for, for me, exactly, exactly. And really, if the DM's not having fun, what's the point? But you wrecked my next turn. Oh. <laughs> 
shut up. You're full of holes anyway. What are you going to do? Bleed on your next turn? She, she doesn't have any floor Well, wash. I can't do what yeah. I was going to do now. <laughs> not bleed? What were you going to do? Not bleed? Well, I can't. Survive? Like, you'll just never know. Will you? <laughs> <laughs> the good news is, though, the good news is, though, uh, because the guy's on the ground, uh, the ball cap guy's on the ground, and and uh, uh, and he was a stationary target. He is looking. He is in real bad shape right now. Real bad shape. So, and that's that's blatantly obvious to anybody that even takes a cursory look. All right. So that'll take us to ball cap. Okay, buddy. What's on your mind? We're all friendly. So let's just be friendly. Some say he's a top-notch attendant on a Genesis Starliner, and that when a passenger can't find milk, he says, In space, no one can. Here, use cream. But all we know is he's called the Shiv, and he was super busy again this week, so he could not put together this week's feedback. <laughs> but he did write the joke. Uh, obviously. So, <laughs> so thanks. Great. You know, I think it needs to be explained. Well, no, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm going to refuse to do such a thing. Because this is this is like Shift does a lot of puns, but this one, wow, Tony, it's okay if you don't wow. get it. If you don't know what it means, it's, you can just say so. You don't have to yeah, get I, out of explaining it if you don't know what it means. It's all right. Are you daring me, sir? <laughs> or do you? Are you? Because I'll do it. You know I, I will. I totally want the Jeff, explanation. Jeff, stop me. Jeff, stop. Read, read the, the okay. read the thing. Stop me. All right. A recap of last week's community questions. What do you think the Crytex endgame looks like in the lawsuit? And what was the thing we saw in the Elite trailer? B-Dog says, Regarding the idea that the judge in the Crytek case was trying to hint that there's an argument found in Section 2.4, that is not the case. She was stating that Crytek used 2.4 in their pleadings against the motion to dismiss, and she quoted the pleading, but she would not consider it because they did not use 2.4 in their formal filing of the lawsuit, so it can't now be used to plead against the motion to dismiss. That's the only thing her note is trying to convey. There is nothing here to indicate she thinks 2.4 has a good argument in it. She's actually refusing to give her opinion on the matter. Anthony Rosa writes in, B-Dog says there is nothing there to indicate she thinks 2.4 has a good argument in it. I don't think so, and neither did Crytek's lawyers. They filed an amended pleading to make the very arguments the judge alluded to. B-Dog responds with, Ha ha! They didn't refile a 2.4 because the judge found the argument that these, quote, best lawyers money can buy, unquote, missed. They refiled with that because they had already started switching to that tactic while defending the motion to dismiss. And the judge told them she wouldn't consider the section if it's just introduced in... Motion to dismiss pleadings. It has to be in the formal filing. So they amended their formal filing with it. To summarize, Crytek introduced the 2.4 argument, not the judge. The judge told them they introduced it incorrectly. So here's the deal. If the judge doesn't think a thing is a thing, they just ignore it. it they don't make it a thing. It's it's not it's not a thing at all. They just sort of glide right by. If it's not material to the judge's decision, they don't put it in the decision because they don't want it to become grounds for an appeal. Because the rule is, as was pointed out by our commenters here, you're the judge. You don't have to consider things that get brought up in 
the motion to dismiss or the response to motion to dismiss. It's just lawyers arguing with each other about what the law is. The judge then decides what the law is. That's that's their job. And so if people want to argue about additional facts or additional causes of action, you have to file an amended complaint. If the judge didn't think there was anything there, she would have just gone right by it at 70 miles an hour and waved, waved, waved by as it went in the rearview mirror. A big, long footnote that says exactly what is going on and explains in explicit detail why she's not ruling on it is an invitation to amend your complaint. It's like, this is a thing. Go fix it. And here's why I'm not going to tell you why. This is why I'm not going to rule on it right now because it wasn't properly before me. I'm explaining that in, in, in excruciating detail why that is the case. That is a waste of time and paper that judges do not have. So unless she thought there was something there, she would have just gone right by it. So it's it's a thing. It is absolutely a thing, and it's a thing. Does that make sense? Much better, yeah. I'm sorry, I fell asleep. That's fine. We'll, we'll edit out your snores. It's okay. That's why we have a <laughs> crack audio team. It's good. We're all good. Eleanor Rebel writes, Regarding snatched talent, Crytek should have paid these guys wages then. Most of the exodus was instigated when Crytek couldn't afford to pay their staff, and CIG didn't want to lose those skills. Hence, Foundry 42, Frankfurt being bootstrapped so fast. That's sure. Why not? That's a completely plausible thing. I mean, that, that's I'm sure that's CIG's view. Crytek's view is we were having some financial trouble and you guys swooped in and took all our guys. Both sides probably are true to some extent. We'll find out in Discovery. It'll be fun. Was that was was no poaching part of their GLA? Oh, hell no. No, no, no. It, Why does it ma- for, matter for, then? What's wrong with that? Honestly, if well, there, in, in in the world of legalese, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But in the world of I want to see your company blow up and die, and I'm not going to settle for just a few bucks in this lawsuit, that makes all the difference in the world. It, it, you know, I come from the oil and gas industry. People poach people all the time. People poach land all the time. People poach everything. If it ain't na- nailed down, it's getting stolen. It's the same way in any cutthroat type of business. But what you do haunts people's memories. <laughs> it's like, I remember when you did this to me and I have the opportunity to be a nice guy to you. Um, and uh, no, no, I will not be a nice guy to you because you did X, Y, Z. So it's it's not about what what's a legal consequence. It's more like what goes around comes around. And again, from Chris CIG's point of view, they did nothing wrong. They just want to preserve the, the talent or the, the skill set. Okay. From Crytek's point of view, it's like, Dude, we were partners. We were friends. You knew we were having a little bit of trouble. We thought we were in a long-term thing, and yet you just took our guys. I'm sure both, to some extent, both are right. We'll just have to see. Silent Hunter UK writes it and says, I think Credit's endgame will be to get more money than they would have gotten had Sig not abandoned CryEngine. I don't know what they were getting in the original contract, but it's better for them to get more money in and out of the court settlement than take down what might be a very big game when it is actually finally fully released. So, um, so I, I'm going to comment on this real quick. So, I, you know, I, I didn't think about this in the last, during the last show, but um, SIG's license to CryEngine was a full buyout. So they they had no royalty payments that, that, that were due um, back to Crytek, from what I understand. They'd already paid them all the money that they were due. So... Uh, I, I think uh, the I think that's mostly correct. Yeah. I think the arguments here for the the contract are mostly about the non tangibles and quantifying those. 
they did have a provision in there that was said like if you uh, if we're going to continue support there was a contingent fee to be negotiated later or something like that but it wasn't guaranteed money and depending on the timing of what happened and when they started nipping at each other and fighting at each other i think prior to a final $250,000 or euro payment was due so but no, they, but Crytek didn't plead that in their case, and if they hadn't been paid, that would have been something that they should have mentioned. So it looks like, from where I'm sitting, all the money, all the cash that was due to Crytek had been transferred. But the value of the additional things that, that allegedly CIG did not transfer, uh, the additional promotional value of, of sticking with the CryEngine on the splash screens and, and promoting the brand and so on, uh, the... The uh, the switch to the cry uh, to the lumber yard, which they weren't supposed to do, again that goes to the promotional value, uh, the tra- technology transfers, uh, all that stuff that's really hard to put a dollar figure on and hard to quantify. All that stuff will be quantified at some point, probably, uh, whether it's in negotiations or whether it's in a damages phase of the trial. One way or another, someone's going to have to put a price tag on that. Ken from Chicago writes in and says the hashtag Crytek Endgame. I don't know, though if people Google them, after their homepage, it shows that the top question people ask is, Crytek still in business? Hashtag not good. By the way, we have to give it up to at Kinetic Impulsor once again, hashtag Tony was right. And then Ken posts a link to the Elite Guardian Fighter post. And also credit to Ken for inspiring this week's streaming song lyrics in the intro, classic Roy Orbison. Thanks, Ken. Gold stars again this week. And I think, actually, I got to give it to Henry because Henry was the one that uh, I think said that it was Guardian stuff in the uh, in the teaser trailer that turned out to be right. So I'm going to throw that throw that, throw that little bit of credit over to, over to Henry. All right. Thanks, man. Fist pump. No problem. And Alec Turner writes in and says, Hi, folks. Been a while. Lots of good shows, which are always a pleasure to listen to. What's the Guardian thing that teased in the trailer? My guess would be some kind of autonomous Guardian installation with interactions similar to those we have at other space installations. For example, data piracy. Oh, and guess what? He goes on to say, and now we know it's a Guardian beacon from which you can get more Guardian stuff. You'll forgive me if I say, called it. Uh, so, Alec, I don't know if you can say called it when you write us an email the day after the trailer gets released publicly. I don't know if that counts. I don't know if that's a thing. Can we can we get a ruling on that from the judges out there? When the when he calls it after the trailer he's made public. When was this posted? See, yeah, I, I like you need to send the, us more emails because because yeah, it's, it's uh, hard for was, you to make predictions the, and then. Yeah, the email was sent 18 hours ago, so it was it was well. See that this is tricky. Maybe it's maybe he emailed me right as it was released. I say we give it to Boy, him. He's a guard tough. frequency listener. He's probably completely honest and thought it all up himself. <laughs> He sounds like a trustworthy human being. Indeed. All right. It's okay. All right, Alec. All right. We're going to give it to you. It's a, it was a narrow decision, but the independent panel, Jeff, are you going to, are you going to, yeah, are you going to dissent or? No, I'm not in dissent. All right. All right. So it's a unanimous ruling. So Alec, we're going to give it to you. He goes on to say, thanks for the show and to cheekily use their tagline, referring to Lave Radio, Lave <laughs> Radio, uh, fly safe. If you can't do that, fly dangerous, salute face. Uh, and, and he, uh, there was a part I cut out in the middle where he invites us to listen to a live, uh, live radio uh, broadcast uh, starting at one hour, 31 minutes, and 24 seconds regarding the pay to win. We did not get to that. I didn't get to that, but I will listen to it and I shall have comments for you next week, Alec. 
And in general feedback, Sean Newboy writes in and says, Wonderful show, everyone. Congrats on not blowing anything up in the RPG this time. Well, they shot some people. We tried. <laughs> they did. They did. We'll get to blowing uh, stuff up eventually. Yeah, eventually. Eventually you'll get some grenades. All right now, what? everybody. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. It's the highlight of my week. I'll tell you that right now. Because we hear once again from Clown Bobo. You mean Tony. <laughs> it was just past four years ago. It was on a dark evening. In a narrow side street near one of the big railway stations, she was standing near a doorway in the wall under a street lamp that hardly gave any light. She had a young face, painted very thick. It was really the paint that appealed to me, the whiteness of it, like a mask, the bright red lips. Party women never paint their faces. There was nobody else in the street, no telescreens. She said, $200. I. <laughs> Times 19.12.14 CR forecast, fourth quarter, 42 misprints, rewrite, full wise. Times 6.4.15 CR mini true, mal quoted, rectify. Times 9.10.16 reporting CR day order, double plus ungood refs, unproducts, rewrite, up sub, anti filing. Mini Plenty declares first five year plan completed ahead of schedule after only six years. Full stop. Hashtag Goldstein is Bobo. Hashtag Bobo is not Tony. Hashtag Tony is hope. So I don't understand what any of the last part of that is, and my brain hurts a little bit. So somebody can explain that while I start drinking? I believe, and and, and I will expect Bobo to correct me if I'm wrong next week, but I believe this is a, a 1984 reference. This is a... Yeah, that's that, that's what that's what hit me, and then and I then the I didn't look up the dates. What are the dates? Plan ahead of schedule in six years. Are they, are those... That's also kind of a you know the 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 Ministry of Truth. I expect that they're Star Citizen specific. Nineteen point one two point one four is probably December nineteenth, two thousand fourteen. Probably had to do with a Squadron forty two release date that was sort of missed, and then once again missed in twenty in twenty fifteen. And then once again in 2016. I believe we're looking at a Squadron 42 missed deadline um, reference here is what we're doing. That's that's what I think. I, I would like to say that uh, this feedback is as hard to interpret as the... Remember when Elite put those images of where to find the stuff in the audio wave file? This is almost as fun to decrypt and almost as difficult. Yes! <laughs> This is this is like the octal math stuff. Yes, it's totally hitting all the right spots in my brain for this. Absolutely. No, I'm kidding. I did I did enjoy that in the lead, but this is very difficult. Like, I can't see where I'm probably the only one. one that likes it. Well, me and Bobo, we're pr- yeah. So thanks, Bobo. Tell me if I'm wrong about the 1984. You know what? He thing. wrote I hashtag think, Tony is not. Uh, Bobo is not Tony. I bet Tony wrote that just to throw off exactly Tony's not what Bobo. Tony would write. If he was it trying to is. say it it's, that it wasn't him, but it was him, Bobo's not Tony. He'd be like, hashtag, it's not nope. me, guys. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah. So, totally the first hashtag is Goldstein is Bobo. Who, is that a reference to something? Goldstein was a- Tony's nickname in college, I'll bet. Uh, no. Uh, I, I, I think isn't isn't Goldstein like the character in 1984? It's been a long time since I've re- read it, yeah, but I don't think it was. Yeah. I don't think I remember now Goldstein. Have, now we have to look some more. Okay, uh, Emmanuel Goldstein on a telescreen in Michael Radford's 1984 uh, adaptation. He's he's the uh, fictional character, uh, the principal enemy uh, of the state, according to the totalitarian party. He's the he's like the the, fig- well, the bad guy. I'm guessing that Bobo's name is not so, Goldstein. Then I'll bet you he did that as a reference to that. Um, yeah, I got to reread 1984. It's been a yes, that's, long time that's, since I've been. I made my son. Yeah, I made my son read it, and uh, yeah, he, he he dug it. 
it was like a really good book. Like I remember reading it and maybe God, it must have been high school. Maybe it's college. I don't remember. Probably high school. And I, I remember reading yeah. it and actually like, okay, this is kind of bullshit, but I enjoy it. You have to see how it ends. It's like you have to know. You have to. Know, yeah. It's one of those. It's a short book, but you kind of. It's like once you read the first few pages, you it have to. Had, know where it had some slow parts. You have to see it through. Otherwise, it was. You have to see it through. It was a good book. And continuing on, Patreon this week, no one, and no random winner this week. And this week's community question: What do you think about the gated grind features in the Elite update? Should Tony give CIG props for finally doing an homage without ripping anyone off? And otherwise, how was the show? Did we collect enough blueprints to build it right, or do we need to grind for more widgets before next week's show? Drop us an email, a tweet, or a comment on our show post, which you can find on our website and over on our Facebook page. And that brings us to the end of episode 226 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 227 on September 4th, 2018, so be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster our artist Ben Sanders, and of course our audio engineers Mikey and Lennon, and welcome aboard our latest uh, victim—I mean volunteer, Bill Hardy. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work, but above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. And in the streams, Henry walks with you. In the streams, Henry talks to you. Right, uh, Kinshadow? That's right. And you know Jeff. what? And you know what? Jeff. I looked at the wrong week on the calendar, and it's Tuesday, August 28th that we're going to release this. Son not a whole week bitches. and a half. Yeah. Not, <laughs> see, that's, a, like, that's like an extra you know, week. I'm going like to echo, I'm echo Ken, um, Kinshadow on this. Sons of bitches. Yeah, there, it's, that's right. Who's the, guy, who's the guy doing these show notes? We're going to fire his ass. <laughs> Guard Frequency is looking for a staff writer. Hey, no, actually, actually, hey, uh, this is going to be great fodder for our new audio editor, Bill. So, congratulations, Bill. It's usually not this bad. Damn it, can't we just replace Tony with a Pearl script and get it over with? (laughs) All right. Just, just, uh, so just take it from the top. The rest of the, this minute thirty here will be comedy gold. <laughs> should let him know in advance. He's like editing. No, no, no. I want him to listen like, to it. I want him to listen to it. I want him to listen to it. I want him to listen to it. It's, it's part of his quality control <laughs> testing. This is some sort of like that's, audio head- editor hazing here. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what it is. Yeah. If you like what you're listening to, you can subscribe to our shows at feeds.guardfrequency.com or by searching for us <laughs> <laughs> or by breaking down after. <laughs> And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority Ones and Heroes Rise. Priority Ones covers all things Star Trek from the TV series. <laughs> Both of you go back and do it. I was going to let it go if Jeff just did it, but you get no. The Prost. No, it, it, oh. it, it's short. Oh, I, I liked my version better. Anyway. <clears throat> it was good. Oh, I, you know what? You know what? Go with it. I shouldn't have stepped on your creative toes like that. You you do. You gotta you. let him be himself, man. You can't hurt like but chain I, I him will, up. Like he always steps on our creativity. It's like it's I, like a, I step on it. I step it's on like it quite frequently. It's the, it's the ponytail just slamming on your head. 
it is like a bit. It's like a big kinetic impulsor smacking down on that ponytail. It's just easy to get caught on things. That's is that ahead. what you is that what you do with your hammers? You, you hit people's that's ponytails. That's what I do with my hammers. I hit people's ponytails. It's God, it must be horrible. At I've, your house. I've been in trouble. Belligerent, blurt, blah, belligerent, blah. <laughs> Blurigerlint. Pronounce FC. Why can't I say bludgeon? Did you got another one coming? Oh, you did We don't. We don't want him to go past his toes, though. That's right. Because once we get once we get past twenty, we're into higher math, and yeah, I got the twenty-one and just quit. Found something else to do for a while. Just quit. Just quit. Wait, Are you going to sink? You oh. sink first. <laughs> I was just ready for you to go. God. Oh, that sucked. The abrupt cancellation gives new life to claims by anti-slavery campaigner Dorito. <laughs> Dorito. Dorito. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting just as loopy as you are. Yeah. Yeah, it's like J-Lo. It's, you know, yeah. it's Dorito. J-Lo. Let's Anthony have to do differential equations at the end and then just use a dartboard. To figure I out will need a whiteboard. Yes. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm just going to smile and pretend to get it. I, I changed my opinion because of Jeff, really. Yeah, of course. Really? Because Jeff is... Yeah. So, I trust Jeff. All right. Well, all right, scratching Brian off the list there. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. Suck it, Henry and Tony. I'm not on the list anymore. <laughs> <laughs> No, wrong. Try again. 